Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rob Gunther. And I'm Carrie Donahue. It's Friday, September 16th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Some people in line to see the Queen's coffin have fainted. That's how long the line is. Medics say they've treated over 400 people in the queue, and mourners are expected to be looking at up to 24 hours wait time over the weekend. On Monday morning, the coffin will be carried to Westminster Abbey for the funeral at 11 a.m. UK time. World leaders and celebrities will be among the 2,000 guests in attendance, and the service will end with two minutes of silence. Flights over London are being paused to make sure it stays quiet. President Biden isn't going to let up on getting two Americans being held in Russia home. According to White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby, Biden met with the families of Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan at the White House this afternoon. Griner has been detained since February for carrying cannabis vape oil, while Whelan's been detained for three years on espionage charges he strongly denies. Kirby says Russia has yet to accept a prisoner swap deal with the U.S. for their return. Fed Chair Jerome Powell is expected to increase interest rates again next week in an aggressive effort to curb inflation. But the World Bank is worried it might be too aggressive. Its new report warns the move could spark a recession, not just in the U.S., but across the world, as many other countries are following Powell's lead and doing a similar thing. The study says the pain might be avoided if central banks communicate what they're planning to do with interest rates as clearly and as early as possible. U.S. Customs and Border Protection has been building a massive database from seized cell phones and laptops. And thousands of border agents have access to text messages, contacts, and even photos, all obtained without a warrant. In a letter to the Customs Commissioner this week, Oregon Senator Ron Wyden revealed details of the database. He's introduced a bill that would require a warrant, saying the seizures could infringe on the Fourth Amendment right against unreasonable searches. This catchy tune is from Mexican Pizza the Musical, featuring Doja Cat and Dolly Parton. It premiered on TikTok last night, but it started months ago when Doja Cat posted this ditty, begging Taco Bell to bring back its yeah. Mexican pizza. I got beans, I need meat, I need a shell with the sauce and cheese. Fast forward to today, Mexican Pizza is back. Taco Bell released a three-part musical about the fight to make it so. I know you're hungry to hear more, so here you go. All three, all three, we got the 
Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we dive into the world of crypto influencers. The 50 migrants Florida Governor Ron DeSantis flew to Martha's Vineyard on Wednesday may have been misled into thinking they were going to Boston. Three migrants told NPR that a woman named Perla lured them to the plane, gave them food, and promised them expedited work papers. They had no idea where they were when they landed. Local residents housed and fed them, and this afternoon they were relocated to temporary housing on a Cape Cod military base. Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban is dismissing a ruling from the EU today that says his country can no longer be considered a full democracy. He says he's bored of the EU not liking him or the way he runs his country. The EU has concerns about a whole variety of issues like their elections, their track records with LGBTQ rights, and religious freedoms. Orban also used the opportunity to repeat his opposition with the bloc's sanctions against Russia. The term tech giants is being taken perhaps a little too seriously by some. A surgeon in Las Vegas who can help people grow up to six inches taller has revealed to GQ that many of his patients work as software engineers. The procedure sounds pretty painful. Leg bones are broken and nails put in that are slowly extended over several months using a remote control. It's not cheap. Prices start at 70 grand and go up to 150,000 if you want the full six inches taller. It's been seven weeks since Mississippi ordered a boil water notice for residents of Jackson, and the state now says the water is finally safe to drink again. Governor Tate Reeves says that the water system is still a mess, though, and future interruptions are possible. The EPA is investigating the crisis in what the agency's inspector general says is a top-to-bottom review. It's an effort similar to the 2014 investigation of Flint, Michigan, whose water crisis led to nine indictments. The Tampa Bay Rays made Major League history yesterday when they fielded pro baseball's first ever all-Latino lineup. It happened to be the first day of National Hispanic Heritage Month, and the roster represented players from Cuba, Colombia, Venezuela, Mexico, and the DR. It also coincided with the league's Roberto Clemente Day. All of the players wore the number 21 in honor of the Puerto Rican Hall of Famer who died on a humanitarian mission to Nicaragua in 1972. There's a new generation of influencers on the rise. Crypto hype men. Yeah, I know, I know. But people are still making a fortune on places like YouTube promoting cryptocurrencies. How? How are they doing this? Wild predictions. Endless hype. And even when their advice is terribly wrong, they're still making bank off their loyal followers. Insider's Rob Price is here to explain how these guys got so popular and why their success may be ethically murky. So, Rob, this is I'm going to start out with a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who is still buying Bitcoin and cryptocurrency after the recent collapse? Certainly, there's been a decline in recent months. But in the last year or two, there has been a huge wave of consumer interest. People hearing about crypto for the first time, often as a result of glitzy advertising campaigns by the big companies. And it's these wave of naive new consumers that these influencers have really been able to build an audience off the back of. Mm-hmm. And so you're describing this new audience. There's a lot of uh, activity in YouTube and these self-made YouTube influencers. How are they making money here? Although they talk a lot about trades, coins to make you rich, it's typically not through the actual cryptocurrencies themselves they're making bank. It's more about things like advertisements on YouTube that they're selling alongside their videos, they're selling merch to their viewers. One of the more 
problematic ways they're making money is using referral links to cryptocurrency exchanges. So Rob, despite the swings in the market, these gigs are lucrative regardless of how everything's playing out. Exactly, yeah. They don't have as much of a stake in the actual value of the currencies. As long as they're convincing people to engage, that's all that really matters. Your piece has so many of these colorful characters with, you know, unique usernames, wildly different backgrounds. Does any one of those people stand out in particular? Karl Runefeldt was a really interesting guy. This young, 20-something Swedish guy, previously worked as a grocery store clerk. She's now got 600,000 followers on YouTube. He claims to be a billionaire, but that's true, is questionable. But he's built this huge audience by making these incredibly wild predictions about cryptocurrency even though his accuracy is kind of spotty at best. Self-made billionaire, just fake it till you make it, just keep saying it's true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay, so it's one thing to get a following on TikTok or YouTube. That doesn't sound that, I mean, I can't do it, but it doesn't sound that difficult for these sorts of like hype men. What I really am interested though is that your article makes it clear it's not just social media. These people are getting booked on legit business TV show, Fox Business, CNBC, Insider. Who is booking these people? Over the last year or two, there's been this huge wave of interest in cryptocurrency from ordinary consumers, ordinary people. And as a result, news organizations have been scrambling to find experts who can speak authoritatively about this stuff. And these influencers, one thing they're extremely good at is self-promotion. So they're very great at putting themselves out there, getting themselves in front of the right people and making themselves available. Can you lay out some of the ethical concerns that you're seeing? Sure. So... Let's talk about the referral links. So I think referral links are a particularly ethically murky area. They're where you know, the influencer has this incentive to encourage their followers to sign up and spend money, even if you know, the market's actually tanking, Bitcoin's crashing. From the experts we spoke to, they said you know, this was a huge ethical red flag. Mm-hmm. As it stands right now, what do you think could be done to bring this into line? First, you could push for much stronger disclosures around advertising and these kind of like referral deals. The second is stronger credentialing for some of this stuff that if, you know, if you're going to give people financial advice on the internet, you need some degree of financial training to do so. As things currently stand, I just don't see much changing. There's not any kind of obvious regulator that would hold these guys accountable, and part of it is... They're in this weird gray area. You know, they're not quite a financial analyst. They're not quite a journalist. They're not quite a stock picker. And so a lot of the old rules don't really apply to them. But in the short term, at least, I don't see that really impacting these guys' success and popularity. Rob, thank you so much for chatting. Thanks for having me. Rob Price is a correspondent at Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It really helps other people discover the show. I'm Carrie Donahue. And I'm Rob Gunther. We produce our show along with Grace Eliza Goodwin, Frank Olito, and our usual hosts, Rebecca Ibarra, who will be back on Monday, and Dave Smith, who's spending time with his new baby. Andy Bowers is the head of audio at Insider, and we had help this week from Dan Gooding and Mikhail Stein. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful weekend.